0: hello ladies gentlemen and non-binary friends welcome back to another episode of actors with issues as always i am your host juan ayala today's guest is an actor currently starring in the apple tv plus series a sci-fi epic in every definition of the word foundation where they play salver Hardin, the warden of terminus in all-around badass on screen please welcome leah harvey leah how are you welcome to the show
1: hello thanks for having me
0: so firstly congrats on this Epic series, and I really feel like that's the only word to describe it is epic. Just everything about it—the scale, the world building, the the—I mean, the time span, this massive ensemble you have. Uh, just you know, huge congrats to all of you for accomplishing a show of this scale in such an unordinary time that we're living in. So, bravo I and mean, congrats. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, before we dive into our interview, we're going to start with a little game that we call Getting to Know You. It's a rapid fire round of questions and we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock and see how many you can get through. Okay. Uh, So we'll start with coffee or tea? Coffee. Drama or comedy?
1: Comedy.
0: Hero (laughs) or villain?
1: Oh, hero, flawed hero.
0: Stage acting or screen acting?
1: Oh, that's like the hardest question. Um, Always is. <laughs> uh, uh, more recently, stage acting.
0: What is the last show that you binge watched?
1: I'm currently binge watching The Office US. Um, and I'm Which absolutely choice. loving it. So that's that's the one. <laughs> that's the one at the moment.
0: Uh, what actor has had the biggest influence on you?
1: Oh, these are really good questions. I'm going to say... Viola Davis. Yeah.
0: Uh, What's a movie that never fails to make you cry?
1: (laughs) This is really embarrassing. Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter film.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And a movie that never fails to make you laugh?
1: Uh, Flushed Away.
0: And that's time. So last question. Describe your most memorable audition in three words. And memorable can mean good or bad. So I leave that up to you.
1: Um... (laughs) Okay, uh, surprise, one hour, which I'm going to make one word, and um, ballsy. Oh. So. <laughs> I'm trying to sum it eight. off in three words. It's really hard.
0: So Leah, let's go back to the beginning of your career. When did you first start performing and what was it that struck a chord in you to say, this is what I want to do for a living?
1: Um, when I was about, well, when I was in year two, which is about, I don't know how old that is. I think that's about eight years old. I started playing the violin um, and um, and then I kind of went on this journey of adding lots of different things to my little toolbox. So I started the violin and I loved doing that. And I would perform with the violin and then I um, would do things at school. And I just kind of found myself really loving that, the, the, the process of learning a new skill and then um, kind of getting as, as good at it as I could. Um, and I started tap dancing and went to a little dance school called the Deborah Day Theatre School Trust, which is in East London, um, where I learned lots of other skills, you know, dance, acting, singing and all that stuff, mm. and then did some musicals with them. They have a casting agency now, children's casting agency. I joined that and I did my first job. Um, which was dustbin baby when I was 14 and it was the best week of my life and I realized then that I definitely wanted to be an actor because it just accumulated all of the things that I'd been learning into one thing you never know what you're gonna be asked to do so yeah that's it I think
0: yeah uh, a through line from pretty much every guest we've had on the show is the importance of of young actors to have as many things in that toolkit they have and being a multi-hyphenate You know, Mm. not just actor, but singer, dancer, writer, you know, content creator, especially these days with with so many platforms to create content. They've made that such a such an important thing for for especially for young actors to stand out. Yeah, exactly. Um, Is there anything that you've learned um, through your career that you wish you'd learned earlier on?
1: Uh, Yeah, I've learned, especially recently, I've kind of learned. Uh, to let go a bit (laughs) of um, Mm. the things that you can't control Um, you know in any sense you know my mum always taught me when I was growing up the only thing you can really control is yourself um, and the way that you react to things and you do have a lot more power than you think um, when it comes to yourself but I think uh, I've learned really recently kind of through experiences making foundation especially um, to just chill out a bit when it comes to the things that are going on around me to be a bit less aware of things and just focus on what i'm doing because if i can't fully uh give to, uh what i the, like the amount of energy that is needed for my role then i'm not helping anyone instead of like trying to help other people and you know manage things that i don't need to worry about um, so I've learned that really recently. And I think that would have been really useful when I was a bit younger <laughs> to um, learn. <laughs> yeah.
0: And similarly, is there any advice you would give your younger self?
1: Um, yeah, I think for, like you're on your own path and mm. that, you know, sometimes it can be a bit lonely if you're, if you feel like you're, you know, the only person kind of going on this little journey, which you are, but um firstly that you're on your own path but it's okay to share it with people and it's okay Mm -hmm. to not um to to share how excited you are about things and you know um that's how you nurture friendships you know to find that balance between work and life and and the life side is just as important you know friendships and connections and stuff like that so I would I'd say to her like be less or I'd say be like be less scared of those connections they're okay Mm -hmm. they're good for you
0: yeah i love that uh so let's talk about foundation since you you just mentioned it Uh, before we get into the meat of the show the season finale uh went up just a few weeks ago so what's going through your head how do you feel first season up, 10 episodes done
1: i'm relieved that it's all (laughs) out oh my goodness it's been the longest process of making the show we started yeah we started in like august 2019 during this show and so one season has taken nearly two years to be to go from first audition to the last episode coming out. And it's been Gosh. it's been intense. It got to at points it would get to a point where it was like excitement turned into frustration because it was just taking so long <laughs> for everything to happen. Um but I'm feeling good now. Like I'm glad it's out. I'm glad people can watch it. Um it means that I can move on to season two and just you know focus on improving the work and growing and learning and um yeah i'm just i'm glad it's out to be honest it's just a relief mainly
0: (laughs) so uh easily one of my favorite new shows of this year i'm a huge sci-fi nerd you know grew up watching star wars and all those different um, sci-fi films and whatnot and when I was watching it with my boyfriend for the first time, he was saying like, "Oh, this reminds me of of Aeon Flux, the generational with mm. the uh, with the Empire, and that whole thing." Because in that film, there was um, cloning and but and then just seeing like so much inspiration from other mm. projects, and then we're like, "Wait, the books predate all of all that of stuff. That, yeah. So <laughs> really, it's in reverse. <laughs> it's these incredible novels." Um, by, um, by Asimov mm. that really inspired everything that we know now. And it's just so, so great to, to finally get to see the source material brought mm. to life instead of sort of in reverse. Like, oh, they took that from that novel, from the prelude, <laughs> from the the foreword, from all of this other stuff. Yeah. And it really has everything. I mean, you've got romance, action, politics, drama. There's a little comedy, you know, they've got their nuggets of, of, of jokes sprinkled oh, in.
1: sprinkled in there.
0: Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, it's just too, you know, too much. (laughs) We've
1: got enough to deal with.
0: (laughs) So as someone who has done Shakespeare, you've done action films, um, you are in the television series, Les Miserables. Mm. Uh, Arguably, this is like the largest scale project that you've done. What's the whole experience been like? And like you did it say before, it's been like a two year process from from Mm. start to finish. But does anything stand out as like particularly challenging to do um, on set or... A lot of the waiting in between all these different periods
1: mm, i think yeah no it's been it's been a really epic journey i mean when you know when you watch the show and you see how big some of the sets are the landscapes the scope of it mm. um making the show really matched that vibe so we were we went all over you know we went all over spain we were in different countries we were, we were you know on location on set everything was built in to such massive scale um and uh yeah I think the most challenging thing about it like you said it was you know it's the biggest thing in terms of scale that I've ever done um especially in front of a camera I'm much more used to doing big things on stage so mm. being in front of a camera and having to do that and playing a lead role and playing a character who's in charge of all the people around her um and then me Leah who's their kind of first big role on a TV show first time doing a show like this and having to navigate that kind of you know journey, um, there were a lot of challenges involved with that in 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 also being one of the younger members of the cast that I was with in my little kind of storyline um mm. but seemingly kind of knowing the most about the show and having to lead the cast as well as leading the characters so it was um navigating that was was a challenge um I learned so much doing it. Uh, I mean, how can you not when you're filming something like that with so many amazing people? you know I was working with mm-hmm. people like Clark Peters and Jared Harris, and it was just it was such a joy to be around them so the real challenge was was being a leader, i think um in a place in a in a place where I felt very much like a newbie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was confident you know you have to be confident when yeah. you step into the room or people can't don't believe that you can do it if you don't believe it yourself so yeah. um you know but it was, it was, yeah, stepping into those shoes, into Sabor's shoes as well as my own shoes was, uh, was, was a challenge, but a good one.
0: And because of the massive amount of source material, was it a little daunting knowing there's like this stack of seven novels, plus the extension that everyone else Is, is that them in the back? Yeah,
1: they're at the back of my, <laughs> they're at the back of my um, screen there on my bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Did you
0: um did you read uh, as much of the novels as or did you read all of them before production started? I mean, at one point you had several months off, but yeah, we had um, a good amount
1: of time off in which I read loads of the books. But um, yeah. no, before before we started filming, I hadn't read um I hadn't read any of them when I start when I auditioned, and then I started reading the first one, and I kind of made my way through. So I'm on like I'm on like book six now. Um, mm. so I'm on book book six now. So I'm on pre and. Uh, it is daunting to be um, kind of bringing that to the screen and also to be part of a team where a lot of the work that a lot of the work that goes into putting it onto the screen is done before you even get there. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm an actor, I get the script and I read the lines and I do what I can to kind of bring life to the character, but the script has been already curated and worked on so much. It's gone through so many drafts. So there was a lot of like, uh, try my best to like, keep, keep the, the knowledge that I'd gained from reading the books, but also stick to the script because the script is the only thing that we're working off, you know?
0: Uh, and especially with such a big, it's, you know, it's that, that, I'm sure it was a very difficult balance of like, what does my character know and what do I know? And what yeah, do I have oh to put yeah. out of my mind?
1: <laughs> There's a reason <laughs> like why. What have know, I spoiled for myself? Yeah. <laughs> like when you do a TV show, a lot a lot of the time you hear that the actors get the scripts, uh, like a week or two before the episode's going to mm. start filming or something. But because we had so much time, I was sitting with those scripts for nearly two years, some of them, you know, cause, which was wow. the period of the time that we were filming. So, yeah. And we had all of the scripts quite early on. So it was, I had to kind of, I made a Bible in my little book um, of the scene so that I could like find the scene and find my way to where we were and not Mm. accidentally know something that I didn't know yet. You know.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah. So like many shows, uh, the series was put on hold for several months because of the ongoing pandemic. Um, Had you been involved with the the first bit of production? Cause I'm sure you've, I'm not sure if you like block shot everything or if it was done out of order um, or in order, but were you involved with that first bit before the shutdown?
1: Yes, I was. We started filming in, I think, excuse me, early November, um, oh, 2019. Okay. Oh no, mid, mid-October, 2019, we started filming um, in Iceland. Okay. So, and I, my character um, has visions where yeah. she kind of, Salvor finds herself in these situations and she doesn't really understand what's going on. But for all those visions, I had to be there when they were filming the actual scenes, so yeah. I was around a lot. Like I was working the whole time, um, which was cool. You know, it was great to be able to see all the different locations that otherwise I I wouldn't have been on, and meet all mm. the cast and crew that otherwise I wouldn't have come across. Um, so yeah, I was. We would. We would. We did quite a lot, and we actually stopped filming uh just after filming um one of the fight scenes so we'd i'd come back to ireland we'd filmed the last bit of the fight scene and then we had to just escape
0: <laughs> oh, gosh and what was it like coming back to the character after so much time away from the project i'm sure you were eager to get back
1: <laughs> yeah i was really eager to get back luckily i hadn't done it was actually really lucky because i hadn't done too much um of Salvor's like big chunk chunky stuff so um, I'd done a few scenes here and there when it came to Salvor's story, um, so I was able to kind of bring what I've what I'd been able to work on in the break, um, and really solidify what I'd done before. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, like the break was really useful. I was able to kind of I worked on my accent because I had I, I kind of didn't have enough time to really work on it at first. Um, and really got confident. It was more confidence in the accent because accents are hard, like Mm you're not speaking with your own voice. Um, So the accent was really fun to work on. Um, And yeah, I just got to work on the script a bit more. It was great. Mm -hmm. And also the writers got to work on the script a bit more. Everything just had more work done. It was great. It really helped to be honest.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Because especially with so many productions, there's such a, a tight schedule and yeah. such a tight ship that having that extension, I'm sure, I feel like a ton of shows were able to like sort of go do well, a ton of extra yeah. drafts and go back and...
1: Some salt right, Exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell.
0: Hey everyone, if you're enjoying today's episode so far, please do us a big favor and subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you're listening and leave us a rating and review. You can also head over to Instagram and give us a follow at actors with issues. Believe me, reviews, ratings, and follows really help us out and get our show out there to help more people, actors, and artists who are looking for advice from professional working actors. Be sure to also share the podcast with any of your friends and family that you think would enjoy the show. As always, thank you for all of your support. Now let's get back to the show. So uh, the series co-creator and showrunner, um, you know, the great David S. has said that he hopes to be able to explore the entire series of books over 80 episodes. Yeah. What goes through your mind when, when you hear that? I know that your character is not going to be there for that massive time span for all of it, but what goes through your head when you hear like eight seasons? Like, whoa.
1: Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's quite a, like the show being so epic, you know, that's an epic time span. So, and you know, in in an actor's world that's about eight years or seven years, potentially that long. Mm. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot to think about. (laughs) I hope to have kids by the time I'm like 34, so hopefully uh, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully we'll be done by then.
0: (laughs) So with the name of the show, Actors with Issues, so we like to shed some light on um, different uh, things that actors and artists struggle through and have overcome and things that our guests have overcome. So is there anything you're comfortable sharing um, with our audience of of actors and artists um, that might give them some insight?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've recently, I've gone through a bit of a journey with um, social media and, mm-hmm. you know, social media is, uh, can be seen as a tool for, especially for actors and creatives to share their work to showcase what they're up to, what they're doing, what they're going to be doing. Um, And for a long time, I was using it for that. I was especially Instagram, I was using it for, you know, um, showing what I've been up to, kind of behind the scenes stuff. Um, And yeah, and uh, when the show came out, obviously that meant that there was a kind of a bigger audience uh, that were kind of intrigued by the journey and uh, for all the cast members on the show. and it had been slowly building up until then. Um, and yeah, I think I've I've gone through a bit of a, a metamorphosis when it comes to how I see it. Because um, it felt, and I think a lot of actors can struggle with this, and I feel like there should be more support for this. Um, mm. uh, you know, you're all of a sudden very vulnerable to anybody, anybody's opinion. Um, anybody can send or comment or say whatever they want really. Um, Mm. And if you see it, that sucks, Um, you know, and it's about, you can build resilience, but also if you just can't handle it, leave, you don't have to be there. Some, um, somebody said to me, it's like being in a boxing ring and wondering why you're getting punched, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and wondering why you're getting punched. And it's like, well, I'm gonna leave the boxing ring then um so uh, you know social media is seen as this kind of thing that by a lot of people that's quite important especially younger actors um mm. it's not it's really not as important as I think the world wants it to be uh it's a money-making machine um it's uh it's very exposing it can be very exposing um and um if you don't feel safe on it then then leave it uh, you know i recently mm. left instagram i accidentally reactivated it today by <laughs> accidentally logged on and i was like oh god i've, I've logged, i can't deactivate it now so oh, what am i going to do um so i'll deactivate it again but you know it's uh it's just make the choice that makes you feel safe and a lot of the time there are difficult choices but when it comes to social media i think i think you know if it's if you're not enjoying it and if it's not if it's making you miserable then leave which is Mm -hmm. literally what my agent said to me the other day.
0: (laughs) It's surprising, but refreshing that your agent told you that. Cause I feel like, you know, reps can be very, like, you have to be on, you have to, you know, uh, thankfully several actors that I know have not gotten that pressure. Um, That's
1: that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I mean, I want to the kind of actor that I want to be in the kind of career I want. um, I don't really need social media for that. You know, I want to Mm -hmm. be, if I do talk about, if I do go on, you know, interviews and things like that, I want to talk about the work and then bring myself to that. Um, and I don't I don't really need people knowing what I had for lunch. Like, I just don't,
0: right. <laughs> and that's,
1: that's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Leah, again, thank you uh, so much for, for coming on the show. We're going to wrap up with our final segment uh, called Now That We Know You, since we've gotten to get to know you <laughs> a little better during this chat. Uh, not timed, so don't worry about any okay, rapid cool. fire.
1: I have to rush, cool, great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: fill in the blank if i weren't working in the arts i'd be
1: everything i do is in the arts um if i wasn't (laughs) working in the arts i would be a teacher probably teaching the arts
0: (laughs) what's the best advice you've ever gotten
1: learn to laugh at yourself from my teacher katie
0: and what's the worst advice you've ever gotten
1: oh gosh um Oh, that's a hard one. It's the worst advice I've ever gotten. I've only ever really got good advice. I can't think of anything. That's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, what is a world issue you think more people should care about?
1: Um, poverty, especially for young people. Mm. Yeah.
0: And what was your biggest takeaway from the pandemic?
1: um i learned a bit more i did some character development on myself which was nice so i got mm-hmm. to know myself a bit more having spent so much time in other people's shoes acting i got a chance mm-hmm. to just spend six months with myself which was nice
0: <laughs> that was a, a trend i think on with like youtube videos and whatnot like we need to have main character energy
1: yes literally yeah I was like oh my goodness like I like this and I like that and I'm really into this and I should have taken psychology like (laughs) things like that you know it's great
0: yeah and lastly in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a young actor
1: you are unique nobody can say that line the way that you say it
0: Leah, thank you so much for coming on the show. So we know you're not on Instagram. Uh, Is there any other social media that folks can find you, Twitter, anything like that?
1: Uh, Not at the moment, no, unless I might leave my Instagram up, I might just leave it and not log in too much, but it might be there. Mm. So if it's there, it's um, I think Leah underscore Harvey or underscore Leah underscore Harvey, something like that. Um, But you'll find (laughs) me. If I'm there, you'll see me. If I'm not, I'm just chilling, you know.
0: Well, folks, you can always follow us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juaniala official. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening and catch new episodes every Monday with special bonus episodes every Thursday, all month long. And don't miss Leah Harvey in Foundation season one streaming now on Apple TV Plus. I'm Juaniala. That's Leah Harvey. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.